to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. I am not joined today by Dre. Unfortunately, he is tied up at work, which is uh, something that I'm sure echoes with all of you listeners. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dre. And, and it's unfortunate because I wasn't here last week. And, you know, at some point, we are all going to get together and record and ideally in the same room. And that lovely voice you hear on the other end is Jason. How are you doing, man? I'm not doing too bad, man. Yeah, like you said, too bad Dre's not here. We got a lot of things going on, a lot of exciting news going on. But you know what? Eventually, eventually, we are going to get together in one room and actually see each other, react with each other, talk about the Raptors, talk about the NBA. I remember the time when we did a in-person uh, episode, and it was fantastic. I believe it was at your office when offices were a thing. <laughs> what What are those? I don't. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, office spaces. Yeah. But yeah, man. Before we get into all that, welcome to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. And oh man, it is so nice to see the Raptors back in action. The preseason is underway. It's good to be back, man. It's good to watch Raptors basketball. That feeling, even when like I think I believe it was Sportsnet who um was doing that first preseason game and it was that you know it's all preseason nothing is set in stone not all they're getting the kinks out and trying to wait and and work on and build upon until that first actual season game but it was still very nice to feel like oh raptors basketball is back on a regular schedule program you know what i mean yeah yeah and it was just not something even us getting into the groove of live game tweeting is just it's weird to me. Yeah. It's like it, it feels foreign, right? So I haven't been able to do it yet, but you've done a, an awesome job. And it's, it's I don't know, did, did, is it like like riding a bicycle again? Like, I don't know. How, how did it, it feel? Kinda, it kind of is. One of the best things about uh, Raptors Twitter and in-game live tweeting is you're interacting with other people who are watching the same things with you. So I kind of mm-hmm. connotated as if you're watching a movie or if you're watching, if you're at the concert at the same time and you're all there for one thing. But for Raptors Twitter, we're all watching it at our own different you know comfort zone right yeah, and yeah. when we're when some like a highlight goes off and we everyone goes like screaming and then uh another best part about raptors twitter is when they show and and uh, we have so many friends on raptors twitter space that like get clips very quickly so you see like raptor highlights and of course the raptors pr um their their media team is amazing at shooting out videos of like highlights and stuff so whenever you see the timeline and it's all raptors positivity it's it's just amazing. It is like riding a bike and you never forget it. You never forget being part of a community like this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as, as the preseason has gotten underway, we've gotten a chance to, to finally see Masai's and, and Nick Nurse's vision come to light. I know that, yeah. you know, and, and this is a topic that unfortunately will get brought up a bit more as the season wears on, but we'll get it out of the way. And th- that decision to, draft Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs was a a bit of a head scratcher to some folks, maybe not necessarily us here on the podcast, but a bit of a head scratcher to the the casuals and (laughs) wondering why, why you wouldn't just replace someone like a Kyle Lowry, a lead guard with someone who has a very similar game, right? And we're seeing that vision now. We're seeing what Scotty and the rest of the signings have meant to this team. And there's a very clear identity that the Raptors are trying to 
portray. And that's just one of the many things we'll talk about on this episode. And speaking speaking about identity, Jay, can I just bring something up? We got some breaking news for us, for the That's Rap team. For this new season. Oh, he's breaking actually, out the identity. I want to let you guys know, Raptor fans, That's a Rap fans, we are breaking out a brand new logo. So for the new season, for what I think it's like season three of That's a Rap. I, we wanted to do something special, and I think it was a new uh, new take on our logo. Uh, you know, a little bit look behind the curtains when we were starting this podcast. I, uh, honestly, I don't really remember who brought up That's a Wrap. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but who did make the logo was Dre, and he did it in like, I don't know, five minutes. And he's like, yes. what about this, guys? And I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And if you've looked at our logo, it's like, I don't know, even to this day, I look at that and I just, I'm like, First of all, how did you do that so quickly? And second of all, it is, in my eyes, perfect, right? It's yes. it's a basketball. It's a microphone. It's why has no one ever done this, uh, at least that I've seen. So, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amongst the three of us, we've talked about you know what we want to do to make to have a fresh start when it comes to this season and i thought a rebranding would be really cool so what we're going to do uh listeners it probably will be out already but on twitter i'm going to throw out four different options of the logo but we want to get fresh eyes a fresh take and see which ones you prefer we got a really really great designer uh her name is christia fung she was the one who helped us with this logo and it I, th- I think they're fantastic. And the reason why we're, we're putting it out on Twitter is because we can't decide which one we like the most, Jay. Uh, I think all three of us have like a hierarchy of different numbers of which one we love the most. Yeah. And they each have their pros and cons. And again, shouts again to, to Christia, like that outstanding job. The fact that you're actually making us disagree is quite an accomplishment because if you're a listener of this podcast, you know that a lot of the times it's hard for us to disagree because a lot of us think the same way and we like the yeah. same things we notice the same thing like we notice the same i guess pros and cons with with the raptors players and the season whenever it comes to deciding on things a lot of us are aligned the fact that we can't decide on this that's quite an accomplishment and it's, it's yes. a testament to her hard work in understanding our brand and understanding where we want to go and putting out some outstanding options so hopefully you the listener can help us decide and hopefully you decide the one that i chose because i think (laughs) my choice should be the one that we go with and again this is really odd to be you know i remember we were we like to do the we previously had the j versus dre segment yes and and there were great arguments but i gotta say this might be the one that tops them all off because we are really butting heads here, right? Uh, it's almost like where I'm glad we're not in the same room because, like, fists would be thrown. It'd be that. Yeah. It'd be that gif of of Lisa and Bart throwing legs and throwing arms <laughs> and see whoever gets ah, hit. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, what I'm going to do, uh, uh, that's rat fans. We're going to throw out these uh, logos out to you. Hopefully, you guys can pick either mine or Jay's or Dre's. Well, we won't. We won't let you know which one is our favorite. It's it's very much up in the air to which logo we're going to do but that's that's it that's the wrap we're going to change our logo and you know we might have some uh other news coming down the pipeline but you know we'll sh- we'll wait until the season actually continues okay but the season isn't it's a preseason right now and sticking with it that that identity the identity for the raptors if you're six eight or six nine 
and have like a seven foot wingspan, you're on the Raptors, man. Yeah. And the effect of that is an identity of a team that you have not seen before. And yes. I know that sounds a little bit, I don't know, cliche like, or, or I'm just speaking in generalities here, but it really is something to see. And again, it's preseason, you know, take it with a grain of salt. The Raptors are still missing. Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher mm-hmm. has uh, had, I believe it's a broken index finger. Uh, so he'll be out for three to four weeks. So he will miss the start of the season. Um, Cam Birch is, I mean, I'm, I'm going to just say it. He's the last one to get vaccinated because <laughs> up until last week, PR had said that there was one more person that needed their second dose. And I remember tweeting it out like, okay, well, pay attention to the injury report because whoever's sitting out is probably the one who hasn't been vaccinated yet. And lo and behold, there's one individual who's out due to health and safety protocols and that person's Cam Birch. So anyways, I'm not going to put, you know, gaslighted anymore. I'm just glad he's vaccinated. Assuming, of course, he is the one that was the last one. All that matters is the entire team is fully vaccinated now. And when... The season begins. We don't have to worry about that. You know who does have right. to worry about that, and I know that we're I'm, I'm I'm veering off topic here, but who does have to worry about that are visitors to Toronto who <laughs> are not vaccinated and and happen to break protocol. But that's just a little bit of a tease. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. I'm just we'll talk I'm about just, that. Yeah, we will talk about that later. But again, happy that our team is fully vaccinated. And then as it comes to the original question you were posing there, Jason, our identity, those that are playing, holy moly, are they long? Are they mm-hmm. flexible? Are they are they super quick? So what I'm seeing and what Doc Rivers and the Sixers saw in that first preseason game was a team that's ready to run, a team that is going to crash the boards, and a team that's going to force turnovers and i gotta say it was so exciting and i know jason i already alluded to this you were the one live tweeting this what was it like uh seeing this this new look raptors uh in the flesh it was exciting a very very exciting and and so i wanted to bring it back to what you were talking about of about like identity and Fred even said in his press conference, he was like, this is a copycat league. And it's true. Everyone wants to have, you know, the shooting from threes. Everyone wants a seven foot center. But like the Raptors have always, always veered off of what is necessary, even with their pick with Scotty Barnes. Every They're always like, we're not going to go with whatever people are telling us to go with. We're going to go with what we feel. And I don't remember last time where... It was mostly six, eight, six, nine players on wings and not really focusing on point guards or a seven foot center. Yes, there obviously are going to be mismatches. I mean, we've seen it yesterday with Embiid actually in the lineup. We don't have a seven foot center that's going to guard Embiid. We don't have that Marcus All anymore. And and even with the point guard situation, like every, all the point guards we have are pretty small. Whereas like you you see point guards that like are you know Ben Simmons like who are 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 huge. But in this case, it's like no other team is doing what Masai and Bobby are doing, and it's it's so interesting to see how it's going to work in a favor for someone like Nick Nurse who constantly tries to pick up or do. St- 
weird things on the court, on the defensive end, on the offensive end, but he's like a mad scientist. And to give a mad scientist his laboratory, which is this team, you can't help but like be excited about it. So that's what I felt like when we were watching that game and I was live tweeting that game, uh, the first preseason game at least, is that we've never seen this before. We've never seen someone like... Uh, Precious Achua grabbing the rebound and going full court and and laying it up. We haven't seen someone like uh, Scotty Barnes, of course, doing the same thing. He's going to block a shot and then run uh, as a point guard and then finding uh, Fred Van Vliet on the wing for a three-pointer. We've never seen this before, and it's yeah okay we don't have that superstar right and i feel like this league is all about if you have that person then you're probably going to make it up into the finals we see it with Kawhi Leonard of course and we see but how many players are there you could probably say 10 players if not like five players that will really make a difference but for this team it's we're going to win by uh committee we're going to lose by committee and honestly i'm really really excited about this team yeah. And, you know, diving a little bit deeper into the components of that team, I wanted to, and I know that, that you and Dre were talking about this last week, but since I wasn't on, I get to talk about it now. And that is right. the, the the rosters, uh, the roster composition and the battle for the last few spots is, is definitely upon us. So, yes. yeah, I, I wanted to, well, I don't know. You tell me, Jason, do you want to talk about how those last few spots will fill out, or do you want to continue talking about which guys stuck out to you? You know what? Let's let's go that route. Okay. So in, which, which with, guy? with the games, yeah. If there was someone, I would say that I guess it stuck out to me. There's actually several, but yeah, the first yeah. one I'm going to bring up is, is is Justin Champagne. I think he's been yes. Wow. Yes, you totally stole been, that from me. Well he done. He has been a breath of fresh air. Oh my gosh, I love watching this guy. So a little bit of backstory on him. He went the Fred Van Vliet route of telling teams, okay, in, in the second round, if, if I'm not going to be drafted in the first round, if you're drafting me in the second round, don't bother. I want to choose my team. And no one drafted him. And there he was, available to be signed by any team. And apparently 16 or 17 teams reached out to him. And he said to them, I'm going to Toronto. It's just, it's a no-brainer. And that mm-hmm. is... I don't know, man. I don't know if we're going to get a quote that's going to top that because right. the feelings that I'm feeling when I hear that, <laughs> right? It's it, it's to anyone who's ever said that no one wants to play in Toronto, right? It's to, right. it's the validation of the culture that Masai has built. And yeah, he, oh man, I, I, I can't think of a better way to, to encapsulate that. And that's just his words. And then he goes out on court and absolutely kills it. And I get it. It's mm. preseason. We're, you're against the Sixers bench. I get that. But something about his game, it looks so fluid. He was he was shooting yeah. from deep with like all the confidence in the world. He was crashing the boards and he was dictating the offense sometimes. Like there's and, and on the defensive end, very active hands. So I don't know. I, he's he's a two-way guy, but I'll be honest, Jason, I can see him just flat out being signed to a contract and then mm-hmm. giving to the two way to someone else. What what were your thoughts on Justin? And is there someone else that jumped out to you? I don't remember if it was him and I could be wrong, Raptors fans, but I believe it was him when he was like, not everybody wants to play hard all the time. And Champagne, he plays hard all the freaking time. He Okay, I, 
you know, I'm not going to, this is apples and oranges. Like this is not a comparison, but he, the energy reminds the, the, the player that reminds me who plays with like 110% all the time is Russell Westbrook. And I'm not saying like, again, I'm not saying Justin Champagne is, is Russell Westbrook, but I'm saying that like, it's true. You know, not every player we watch it all the time is going to put 110 percent all the time defense offense whatever crash the board whatever you got to do die for the ball whatever you got to do justin is one of those guys you can watch like again two two preseason games right but again it is preseason i mean sure you have fred van vliet who was who was kind of going around going about his his game and he's not going to play like uh 2019 finals of course because this is preseason he's been this before but for someone like Justin, he knows that his role, he he wanted to come here. He and it's not like he had a guaranteed contract here either. He doesn't it, like it doesn't seem like he was going to make sure or no one said that he was going to get playing time. But like he doesn't care. He knows that his work ethic is going to bring him to the top. And to have someone like Fred taking him under that wing, it's gonna be nothing but you know good vibes when it comes to the Justin Champagne. I think. He was fantastic in his both preseason games. Shooting was uh, efficient. Ball handling was efficient. And crashing the boards and playing at 110% at the Russell Westbrook speed, that's what I love about him. Yeah, and and I look forward to what he's going to bring to the table, right? Because, you know, we're, we're going to talk a bit about the roster composition and where he fits. But was there anyone that else? I know that I kind of stole that one from you, but was there anyone else that yep. just kind of jumped out to you? Mr. McCulloch. Yes. Speed. That was Holy. The other one. This guy is what is he? Okay, he's he's 6'7, 205 pounds. He's not the biggest dude, but he plays with poise. You know, like yeah. he's a ball handler. He moves without the ball very, very well. And when he had okay, so how many players on this roster that you can think of? I'm sure you can count on your hand that you are very confident with handling the basketball. Let's say Fred uh malachi uh you know goron probably mm-hmm. and but everyone else you're like uh, i'm a little iffy but when whenever Sfi had Sfi had the basketball i was completely chill i was completely calm because either he's going to find something to open or he's going to make his own shot this guy is I'm become like that's a rap. Twitter is becoming a, a spy stand, man. Like I like watching <laughs> this guy. I'm very excited whenever he is on the floor. Did you get the same feeling? Absolutely. And like like I said, I think I would have if I didn't. If you said Champagne first, I would have said Sfi as well as yes. my second. And you know, I'm kind of glad that he was signed immediately. That's one less person we have to worry about because it's it's mm-hmm. already it's already obvious that he is worthy of a roster spot. Now I'll, I'll admit. When the signing happened, I was a little bit shocked. I thought that he would just be another camp invite, but and also because of his his brief time in the NBA, at least in my eyes, he's only been known as a shooter. And I thought, okay, at the very least, he will probably make the roster because he's a shooter, and this is a team that desperately needs a shooter. And that's all I thought yes. about him. But I gotta admit, the playmaking and his his as you mentioned, his poise, ball handling, all of that is has been quite an eye opener and shame on on me for not you know doing the proper research on him because he's definitely turning heads especially mine mm-hmm. in terms of how he's performed so far 
and he's kind of like what we wanted and envisioned Matt Thomas to be. Yeah. And also what like CJ Miles wanted to be. Like we yeah. wanted somebody who was a three guy, but also could handle the ball. Yeah. Like we haven't seen uh much uh playing time from Sam Decker yet. We haven't seen much from oh well Utah has been, you know, quote unquote injured. Uh, I know that he's gonna make the team. Utah has to make the team. He's been fantastic too. But for someone who's a standout, Svaya has been he, he he's been turning heads left, yeah. right, and center. Yeah. And I think that his insertion in the roster and his performance so far is is probably gonna get him uh more playing is going to earn him some more playing time as it as the uh i guess roster shapes up one more thing i want to mention about svi is that our our friend on on raptors twitter amit from yahoo posted a video it was just a highlight package of svi over these first two games and something that i noticed was that every almost every i think five of the six highlights all involved scotty barnes Mm. so i don't know if this is a a duo in the making or if this duo needs a nickname already because they were finding each other and setting each other well and and cutting for each other and i don't know i you know there's obvious talk and comparison between scotty and og but so far in these first two games scotty and svi have had quite a bit of a chemistry so i look forward to that i try desperately to think of a cool nickname for the duo i haven't mm-hmm. yet so i'll work on that i mean listen if if drake can rhyme at the Dakumbo in his <laughs> in his album i mean mikhail luke isn't yeah. too hard so yeah, we'll figure something that. out yeah you know <laughs> uh, one more person i wanted to to shout out and again I, I i didn't get a chance to watch too much of the second game but the first game uh, you know we have to preface the same man these are preseason games where you know the younger guy we're here to watch the younger guys we're here to see what else we have we know what the raptors have nick nurse knows what this team is but he's trying to figure out what else he has on the younger younger squad and someone who i'm really excited about is also rexdale's own delano banton mm-hmm. when he in the first game um he had this one play where he like i believe stopped at the free throw three-point line and had a and one layup like yeah. that's some anti-combo stuff right right you know that that's that's crazy who i didn't know i know he doesn't have his shot ready yet of course but to have another secondary ball handler like outside of malachi and fred like it's the we have to admit that the the guard form the guard like i guess lineup is a little short so to have someone like Delano, I, obviously not many people know who this kid is, and the scouting report is not going to say, oh, he uh, he can you know rebound and dribble and and finish at the rim. Like I feel like there might be an opportunity uh, for Delano to crack the some playing time. I don't know how much playing time, but you know look out for that guy. Not only because he's a Toronto own, but just just look out for him. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely dive into that in terms of his playing time and, and w- whether or not he'll be able to crack the roster. In fact, why don't we just jump into that right now? Yeah, right. And and if we're thinking about the roster, and I, I'm going to go through some names here. Let's go through the entire twenty, right? Okay. Because the Raptors have to make some decisions very soon, and there are 
I believe just three more preseason games, three or four more preseason games left. And then that's it. Then cuts have to be made. Decisions have to be made, right? So, all right, we got your starters. We got Fred, Pascal, OG. Let's say Goran is the starter for now. Um, again, that could be him or, or Gary Trent. And Ken Birch. So that's your starting five. Your next five, Malachi Flynn, Gary Trent Jr., or Goran, as mentioned, Scotty Barnes, Chris Boucher, Precious Achua. Mm-hmm. So there's your top 10. It's pretty solid up there. Um, yep. And then when we think about – actually, let's, let's continue with this. So that's your top 10. I know that some, maybe one or two of those names could be debatable if we think about who else is on this roster. Um, and that includes Delano Benton, Svi Mihailuk. So that's your 12 who are guaranteed on the roster. And then you add in the two two ways, and that is David Johnson, Justin Champagny. That's it. That's 14. Now you have six guys – trying to get three spots and one we are 99.9% sure will make it is Utah Watanabe. So mm-hmm. let's kind of mark him in. That leaves two spots for five people. We're looking at Freddie Gillespie, Isaac Bonga, Ishmael Wainwright, Sam Decker, and Reggie Perry. I'll throw this over to you first. Who are the two that make it or is it only one? And they leave a rush spot open. Who of those five? Interesting. You know what? I haven't even thought about that for that that latter option. Um, I have to say this, and and I think it's it's kind of been clear when it comes to Raptors Twitter and and what we've heard from. Also, shout out to Willem Liu and Alex Wan with his, the Raptors show. It's fantastic, outstanding. But they have also pointed out that Freddie Gillespie, he's been on a down trend for since like i don't i don't know since the end of last year like he was really i thought he was pretty uh good like not great but good when it comes i think it was because we were just so down on aaron on aaron baines (laughs) that like we just needed yeah that we just needed somebody to like bang a body and get a rebound and finish out the rim and he was okay like he wasn't the greatest but he was okay and then when it comes to the summer league he doesn't wasn't very good the first um first preseason game i think he had like four fouls in a couple of minutes and they're just he hasn't shown anything that we should keep him on this roster he doesn't fit the mold either when it comes to the six seven six eight uh you know <laughs> wingspan or the body frame and who does is someone like isaac bonka again they this this team already had that solid 10 or 12 players who's going to crack the roster it depends on what they're going to show now and we haven't seen enough from ishmael yet we haven't seen enough from sam decker yet i think we've seen enough from uh from freddie uh and i think we've seen a good amount from isaac bonga so you know what it's kind of a cheat answer to be honest jay but it's inconclusive because we haven't seen enough from these players yet but do you have anybody that you're looking out for yeah, and you know, you make some good points there in terms of who we've seen and who we haven't seen. And I, I think because of the the way preseason is, in that there are only five or six games, and you know, even though we keep prefacing this with "oh, it's only been one game," "oh, it's only preseason," but it's actually very paramount in terms of making a decision because the coaching staff have to make a decision based off of this very, very small sample size. And in this very small sample size, we've already seen a lot of minutes from Freddie and quite a few from Isaac Bonga. I think those are the two front runners 
for these final two spots. And then one other point about Freddie, and it, this this works in his favor in terms of getting getting one of those roster spots, is one, he has obviously the most experience with the team than anyone else. And he did show positive signs at the end of last season or when he first came on with the team. And someone of his build, and he actually is 6'9", and maybe uh, it's more his build is probably necessary as a big body for those Andre Drummond types in the league. But I think the other thing that's working in his favor is that his contract is not guaranteed uh, even when the season starts. It doesn't hit until later on during the season. So that actually affords the Raptors a bit of extra time to take a look at him and decide whether or not to to waive him. So the difference would be instead of cutting him now before the season starts, they can still actually bring him on for the first few weeks of the regular season and oh, then still okay. waive him. So he is the only one who has that kind of contract. Everyone else right. is guaranteed if they're on the roster on opening day. Um, right. And then when we talk about the other other positions, again, Isaac Bonga has, has had some good showings in both games so far in his limited time. He has played more minutes than, than Wainwright, Decker, who, by the way, those two didn't even play in the second game. Um, Perry got in minutes in both games, which is good for him. But, you know, almost by default, I'm going to say Bonga is going to get that last spot. Um, but I also think that that's not a default answer because he's actually looked good in both of the games. Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to, to Bonga and Freddie and uh, still kind of have Freddie as, as a 14th and a half for uh, that last spot, uh, thinking that, you know, if it still offers the Raptors the possibility of waiving him if he continues to perform poorly in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still uh, holding out hope for Ishmael. Me too. Uh, Me too. Because you know we don't we've never had or I guess we have had somebody like him uh, as in like a PJ Tucker kind of type. Maybe not in height form, but like a football form, <laughs> uh, in in body type, and like he can shoot the three as well. So we'll see where that goes. Um, we have again we haven't seen much from Ishmael or Sam, and we'll see we'll see when it comes. Uh, to more preseason games again we don't even know what's happening during the during practice either right because you know that we're only seeing such a small sample size during preseason who knows who knows how um the nurse and the coaching staff are seeing them in practice because that could be a very big factor all right trey i mean jay <laughs> uh i think that we should take a break real quick and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some interesting news coming out of Canada. Talk to you guys soon. another sponsor who also does not want to work with ben simmons oh <laughs> crap i just broke my own rule i spoke, you did. I spoke about him you did 
man, the whole time last episode, we were like, the reason why Jay isn't here <laughs> I know. is because we're talking about Ben Simmons. And of course, you come in with some Ben Simmons news. Wow. I, I had okay. to do that. I had to do it. Yeah. You know what? Well, I gotta, I'm sorry, man. I, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. Where's he going? What? Where do you think? How did you squeeze this in? And don't I think have, I didn't I catch. Don't think I didn't catch you squeezing his name at the beginning of this this episode. I caught that too. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. The, okay, I'll tell you okay, where he's not going. The, the latest intel out of Sham Sharanya is that Portland turned down three first rounders, three draft swaps, and McCollum. Of course, they're going to turn that down. Yeah, idiots. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know where he's going. Zach Lowe say that like there was a. A, a trade uh, in the air for Fred Van Vliet and OG and yeah Anomaly. there was there was what I'm, kind I'm of so certain? glad that that was shut down okay. immediately okay I mean even Philly I mean I'm sure you've seen that uh, AEW uh, retweet from Walder where like AEW this wrestling I think is like American entertainment all wrestling. elite all elite thank you I this is where I am with wrestling um they were chanting F Ben Simmons, and this was in Philadelphia. So not only the the Philadelphia 76ers don't want Ben Simmons, Philadelphia doesn't want Ben Simmons. So Awkward. we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. But you know who doesn't want uh, COVID right now is all of Canada. And we spoke about this in the last episode, myself and Dre and Jay. I, I know that Love you the rent. Some- Love the rent. I, and I, I wanted you to be there. Yes. I wanted you to be there because I'm going to reiterate what we said, okay? This vaccine is not about you. It is about the people around you, the people, the loved ones you want to keep safe. Okay. So Sham Serenia gave out a tweet that like has a lot of mixed feelings. And I it's kind of funny <laughs> seeing these misfeelings, but I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, say it outright what he said. So the NBA players were informed unvaccinated players who breach quarantine in Toronto face criminal offense. Unvaccinated players only able to leave hotel for team activities. Per Canada's Quarantine Act, violations could lead up to, and this is where it goes crazy, violations could lead up to six months in prison. And seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fines. See, this is where I find it interesting because if you if you you know plop down a fine seven hundred and fifty, that's a lot of money to us. That's not very much to these the NBA players. And I'm not saying that like these NBA players are 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 good because they have money. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that like this is a way for Can to be like, listen, I'm not about just giving you a fine because you're breaking protocol. I'm telling you that if you don't follow these rules in order for us to protect our citizens, you're going to jail. And that is huge. That is so, so huge. And I don't even know where I stand with this because I agree with them, but I also like six months in prison. That's, this is no joke, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I look forward to seeing, let's just say that any visitors are holed up in the same hotel. Let's just say it's the Royal York, hypothetical here. I want to see who is standing outside that hotel trying to lure these players out. Hey, Drake, just stand out there, man. Get, <laughs> get Kyrie to come out with you to the club. And you would have done your work. I, I don't know. It's it's unfair. I, I I only slightly regret making that joke. But at the same time, it's like, 
they, you're right. This is a very serious thing. And, and I like, and you know that no one's going to break that. Well, I say that with an asterisk because there are boneheads who still broke quarantine um, at the beginning of this pandemic, even in the bubble. Heck, even Chris Boucher broke it, right? So things mm-hmm. happen. But when you put out something like this, you really make a statement to the rest of the NBA like, hey, not all of you are Ben Simmons and can just give up $8 million and, and be fine with it. Crap, he made it back into the podcast. Um, but it is a serious offense. You don't want to be caught. And I, I like this. I like that it, it's out there. It's it's. There's no misinterpretation that can, can be had. Just stick to the hotel and stick to Scotiabank Arena. And that is it. So I, I'm a fan of this. And I think that, you know, what we've also seen too is that this is going to make headlines, but at the same time, it probably won't because already we've seen when the first, when media day happened last Monday, mm-hmm. vaccination rate was at 90% of NBA players. Yeah. By the end of last week, it was already at 95%. So what I'm trying to get at is you're, you're hearing less noise than what you heard on media day about folks not wanting to be vaccinated. And now we really are just left to a couple of people uh, who are going to continue, you know, making headlines, but it's a, a smaller number, right? We know that Wiggins is now vaccinated. Yeah. We know that Jonathan Isaac is certainly not. And we know that Kyrie Irving is certainly not, but more of them are getting vaccinated. So it, this is a step in the right direction. And it just, if anything, is a signal to the remaining few that are continue to be stubborn about this, that, okay, well, uh, th- this is the risk that you're putting yourself and your team at, because if you break quarantine then farewell to i guess going back to the u.s really for six months so mm. uh, i'm a fan of this um and, and and i also i hope that it, it never does come to that for any of these players yes yes absolutely i i i don't i don't wish prison upon anybody i don't wish fines upon anybody I if just... we're gonna if we're gonna throw them into prison they will be on court when scotty and og are guarding them. that is <laughs> the joke i wanted to make but damn it blake murphy beat me to it yeah, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, you have two options. Come to Toronto and face OG and Scotty or go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But like on a serious note, on a serious note, that that rule is is very when uh, the reason why I'm bring bringing this up is because you when teams come to Toronto it's not like they're coming just to play the Raptors. They're literally crossing the border and coming into a country that is different from, uh, you know, where they reside, where a lot of Americans reside. And so when you're coming to here, it's not like you can really complain about it too, because it's not your, it's not the same country, right? It's not the same rules. So if you want to break it, you're going to have to, you go through the consequences. It's kind of like when people are saying stupid things. Sure, there's a freedom of speech. You can say whatever the hell you want, but you're going to have to face the consequences if it's some stupid stuff that you're saying. So if you're going to come here and be you know, belligerent with the, the fact that you're unvaccinated and if you're just going to go out and about and all willy-nilly, then you're going to have to face the consequences for a place that has rules in order for them to contain something that that literally shut down your job for a year and a half. I think this is a fair assessment. <laughs> I don't know about you, Jay. I think this is fair. I think it is too. And speaking of prison, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was the greatest <laughs> segue. But speaking of prison, 
we probably <laughs> should talk about the breaking news from Tom Winter on oh? Twitter about 18 former NBA players being oh. arrested and charged oh. for defrauding NBA's health and welfare benefit plan out of approximately $4 million. This made news well, for a plethora of reasons, one of them being, come on, you're NBA players, you're millionaires, why are you defrauding this system? Mm-hmm. But it's also making quite a bit of news in Toronto specifically because of those 18 players, five of them are former yep. Raptors. Alan Anderson, Jamario Moon, Milt Palacio, mm-hmm. Sebastian Telfair, and Antoine Wright. Jason, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> so, okay, listen, when I saw this, number one, I thought um, $4 million NBA. Come on. Come on. Like, what is what is $4 million to you guys? You know? Collectively, I, right? Like, come like, on. <laughs> you know? Like, come on. Let's be real. Do you really have to go through the? And then, you know, looking through it and reading through a little bit more, it's like, you know, when you when you same same argument that i said before when you're going to do something like fraud and who knows maybe these players didn't really know what they were getting into because a lot of the times you go into the nba as a young phenom right you're you're 18 you're 19 you have no nothing better so you have all these players who are kind of going with the flow and if you don't have a good i don't know mentor then you're going to be led into something that could be could lead to this. I mean, I, I know this is a very long shot, but I, I just feel like you don't really hear things like uh, outside of the locker room. You don't really know who's going into what. So something like this is surprising, of course, but it's also like uh, the, the you you. It's also not surprising at the same time that something like this would happen in such a. It, in, in any environment because the NBA at, at the end of the day is still a work environment. So when you're led by people who are bad influences, it could lead to this. Yeah. And so taking a look at the, the uh, I don't even know what to call this document, but it outlines what they're being charged for and, and outlining those 18 players. And Terrence Williams, so he was in the NBA from 2010 to 2013. He played most of his time, actually, no, he was all over. He was a journeyman. He played with the Nets, the Celtics, the Rockets, and the Kings. But he is the, I guess, the master planner behind all of this. And he recruited a few people to uh, the other 17 NBA players to partake in this. And it includes false and fraudulent claims uh, and helping them in terms of providing false invoices for dental and medical services that were never provided. Mm -hmm. He even went so far as to helping out three of those 18 in putting together fake letters of medical necessity to justify these fake medical services. Mm -hmm. So Terrence Williams, uh, not good. Um, (laughs) And it's, it's, it's amazing that, again, former NBA players, millionaires are resorting to this. And I again, I know that we just spoke about this in the previous segment about not wishing prison on anyone. And again, I, as much as I feel that way, geez, what are you thinking? 
is all I can think yeah. about is, is what are you thinking? And but why that's, 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 that? that's my last argument. Yeah. Maybe they weren't, you know, maybe they're just like, this is a way for me to help my family and for me to, you know, get, get benefits that like everybody in my circle know tells me about benefits. So like, why not? Why wouldn't me? I did see another uh, version of the story where it's like some of these claims were like at this uh, to claim, like, I don't know, the same dental appointment at the same uh, dentist at the same day or something right after your first dentist appointment. It was, it's pretty crazy. I also want to say that like in this sealed indictment that the fact that there it's the United States of America versus all of these players. And one of them has an AKA Supreme Bay. Supreme Bay is going to be my new fantasy team name. I'm telling you that right now. I don't know how, how does Supreme uh, Bay make it into this? Like, like yeah, right. Like Everybody Davis is Ronald <laughs> and Davis. Fine. Well, how come baby's not in there? But yeah, for, exactly. For CDR, for Chris Douglas Roberts, he gets Supreme Bay. Like, oh, how did this happen? I don't know, Jay. These stories are crazy. Again, the NBA we're, never we're, sleeps, Jason. The it never, 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 never sleeps. Post, pre, during, and never sleeps. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. So I guess we'll see what happens, right? Like they I, they just had a press conference about it. Are they, have they charged all these players? Are all of them in actual custody? I don't know. It, it does say oh, that they've update. all been arrested, right? 16 of the 18 players are, are in, are already in federal custody. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's this is so this is insane. We, we will let you know everyone is on the same page of this. We will let you guys know what we what happens. Like we'll keep on checking Twitter. We'll see, uh, you know what the charges will laid out to be, and who knows who knows what the outcome will be. For Sorry, re- really quickly before you, you you end this segment, that one of the names on that list was someone that I'm pretty sure I read even as early as this off season that Raptors fans were at least a handful of Raptors fans were hoping we could pick up as a free agent. Tony Allen is on this list. And I'm pretty sure I heard Raptors fans saying, Hey, he's available. Why don't we go after him? Um, that's okay. Uh, yeah. We've, we've got enough yeah. Raptors on that list. We, we <laughs> we'll leave it. Yeah. We don't, we already have five. We don't need six. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. Okay. Well, Jay, that's, that's a lot of Raptors news and, and you know, jail news <laughs> i think we've said jail a lot more than we've ever said in our entire lives but there you have it raptors fans let us know what you guys think about the the roster at hand for the toronto raptors also let us know about the new logo i'm going to be posting it by the time this is out this episode's out you'll see the new logos let us know which ones you enjoy also you know give us your thoughts about what's going on with this this whole canada border and these 18 charged felons so until then, preseason is still going on. Jay, where can we find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalasaurus. You can find my work on Raptors HQ, which is where you're finding this podcast. An article last week that went out about the top five Raptors games that you should definitely try to buy tickets for. I highly recommend you read it, not because I wrote it, but honestly, I think it's just good advice. The tickets nice. have not gone on sale yet. And when they do, everyone is going to be picking up tickets for the Heat or the Bucks or the Lakers, and you're all gonna miss out. So I suggest you read my article and go after five games that are actually gettable, if that's a word. So check it out. And then I've got a, we're in season preview mode over at HQ. I'll be working on the player preview for Kem Birch, 
and uh, look out for that at some point in the next week or so. And that's me. Over to you, Jason. Listen, let's be real. The Orlando Magic t- game isn't going to go for $700 per ticket. So just pointing out there, that's going to be a pretty <laughs> good game I choose. Uh, you can find uh, Dre at Andreas Babs, A-D-A-N-D-R-E-A-S Babs on Twitter. And you can find all of us at That's A Rap Pod. Make sure to find my work here, of course, as well as the pickup WNBA podcast. The WNBA is well underway when it comes to the playoffs. I believe their fi- finals are well underway. So find me there. And again, check out the new logo. Toronto Raptors fans, that's Rat fans. We can't wait to choose which one so we can finally, finally see who's the winner between choose us Choose wisely. But until then, that's a wrap. I don't have anything super funny to say, and that's a tribute <laughs> to Dre. We miss you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>